You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Long before Carl Sagan wrote Contact, and long before most TV sci-fi series had at least informal advisors in the space exploration community advising on the scientific accuracy of their stories, one of the BBC's earliest genre productions had a storyline proposed by a fairly prominent radio astronomer. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for October 3rd. It's a very good time to talk about A for Andromeda, which premiered today in 19. 1961. Especially since, and we might as well get this out of the way up front, it's kind of difficult to actually watch Aver Andromeda. As we've discussed before with missing episodes of everything from the Quatermass experiment to Doctor Who, videotape was an expensive commodity, reruns were few and far between, and there was no such thing as home video. So unless something was immediately recognized as being of major historical importance, videotapes were erased and reused. Out of seven episodes of A for Andromeda, we can still watch most of episode six. A for Andromeda was co-written by astronomer Fred Hoyle and BBC producer John Elliott, who had made a name for himself during the Second World War as a documentarian working in the BBC film unit. It was hoped that Elliot would bring that same eye for authenticity to what seemed like a far-out story. A story set in the far-flung distant future year, 1970. Elliot and director Michael Hayes assembled what was, for a BBC production in 1961, an impressive international cast, including, in her first screen role, future Oscar winner Julie Christie. At a new radio telescope facility in the UK, a message is received from deep space even before the telescope's formal opening. A young scientist, John Fleming, raises eyebrows by suggesting his belief that the signal is some kind of computer program. When the program is fed into a mere man-made computer of earthly design, it seems to contain a set of instructions for building a far more powerful computer. Fleming and his fellow scientists barely even pause at the intersection of whether they could and whether they should, and build the alien computer. Once it's constructed at a secure location in Scotland, the new computer starts telling Fleming and his growing team of specialists in many scientific fields what to do. They should start growing living cells to the specifications supplied by the machine. The result, which takes months to cultivate, has a giant eye and the ability to influence the thought patterns of nearby humans. Now Fleming decides this new life form is dangerous, But it's too late. It lures the computer technician played by Julie Christie to her doom, and then issues instructions for creating a lab-grown human embryo, which quickly becomes her identical double. The clone is named Andromeda, and she sets out to kill the big eyeball lifeform because she is a vastly superior, more recent model. Her intelligence is far beyond human abilities, and the British military thinks that's really neat. They'd like her help with some things. Fleming protests until he's ejected from the project that he started, but is the human race harnessing Andromeda's powers, or is it the other way around? As you can tell, A for Andromeda casts a very long shadow over the science fiction storytelling that came after it, and it may have influenced everything from the aforementioned Carl Sagan novel and film Contact to Star Trek The Motion Picture, to name just two. 
It was remade for Italian television in 1971, and again by the BBC itself in 2006 as a one-off movie. In 1962, the BBC mounted a second season titled The Andromeda Breakthrough, though this time without Julie Christie on board. All of the second season was kept on tape, and along with that most of one episode of A for Andromeda and captioned slideshows of the missing episodes got a DVD release. The only thing that would be better than that would be a signal from Deep Space beaming the original episodes back to us. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 3rd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.